At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey guys, welcome to this very special episode of TFL Talking Cars because I've got a very special guest. As you may recall from episodes like We Fixed the Automaker, we've got Moto Man here. Roman in your hometown. Yes, in my hometown at the Chicago Auto Show. So, Moto Man, I think we're going to have a very fun video because we're just going to walk the auto show. Walk the auto show and there are some surprises that may not necessarily be cars. Yes. I don't know if you're aware of that. And something dear and near to your heart. So that's Very coming up as well. Yes, but let's yes. start with perhaps the coolest car here, in my opinion, and that is, of course, this. This is not just a regular Corvette. This is, of course, the brand new E-Ray, which means it's electrified. Sort of electrified. <laughs> so when this came out, or really before it came out, we would argue back and forth what this would be. I thought the ZR1 would be this, meaning they'd put an electrified something into a Corvette, and that's what they've done here. They've put a 1.9 kilowatt motor in the front. In the back, it's all regular Stingray, meaning it's got the regular 495 horsepower engine. But what they've done here is they've changed a couple of other bits. It's got the bodywork of a Z06. It does have a full EV mode, but how far can it go? It can go about five miles under 45 miles an hour with the battery completely charged. I'm guessing three to four miles. Uh, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it is. So uh, this is really, I think, a speed and a mileage thing because zero to 60, this actually will go faster than a Z06 260. This is 25. A Z06, the best I've seen is 26. All right, let, let me cut to the chase here. So here's the thing. This was introduced a couple weeks ago and all the baby boomers have their underwear in a bundle because they think this is a lame-ass Corvette because they think that it's kind of the GT of the range, right? So if Andre turns around, there's a regular old Corvette, there's a Z06, and now there's an E-Ray, right? Or is that a Z06 as That's well? That's a special edition. Special edition. but That's it's a, a Stingray special edition, and that is a Corvette Z06. Yeah, so we've got basically three versions. And the regular Corvette, dude, it starts at 67000 Magnificent Performance car. car bargain. Any, Great deal. Anyway, among the automotive press and lame-ass baby boomers, this is not cool because, well, you've got to have something that is mid-engine and, of course, big old V8 or supercharged V8. Once you put electricity into it, it makes it a GT. I completely disagree. I mean, how cool is it that you can roll out of your house at 4 in the morning, right, in all electric mode? Uh -huh. How cool is it that you have all-wheel drive for us people who live in places where we get snow so now you could drive it all year long right and how cool is it that this is basically what the nsx pioneered 10 years ago brought to a little bit more affordable car come on that is that, you gotta admit that is all now, way cool those of you that watched my previous collaborations with this man <laughs> even though he's in his hometown right now i'm still going to disagree with him <laughs> um this i think is 
in theory, a great idea because right. A, it's an electrified Corvette, yeah. so we might get some efficiency. B, it's an all-wheel drive Corvette, yeah. but C, here's the problem. I think the market was expecting a ZR1. Okay. And yeah, I agree with you. This is uh, an NSX, really a P1 or a Porsche made or, affordable. or LaFerrari made affordable. $110,000 ish. Ish. But I think the opportunity here was to make this like 900 horsepower, stupid, ridiculous thing. Now, here's the pin I'm going to put in this, and maybe we throw this to the audience. I think this is the warm up back, and they are going to do that. It could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah. you're looking at what, almost 700 horsepower at some point you know, 2.5 seconds, let's face it, like the difference between two seconds and 2.5 seconds is kind of it's immaterial, nothing. right? Like with these cars, it's bragging rights. Yeah. And this is the yeah. point where I think you should share the story with them from Marco Island. <laughs> I'm not going to share, I got a lot of, we did another walk around with Andre, yeah. uh, which is on the talk channel, just focusing on trucks. And I got yeah. into a lot of like woke stuff and I'm not going to do that. No, it's not, this is about you wanted a Corvette. Yeah, but the problem is all the people in the, in the I said I wanted a Corvette and I saw a bunch of old dudes driving them and that kind yeah, of, okay. and then and people were like, hey, you're being ageist. And I'm like, oh, I'm really? like, I'm like a group that needs protection, our old rich white men. <laughs> people have a sense of humor. Yeah, Although exactly. Although he is, he is old. Yes. Oh, I will agree with that. <laughs> but I'm not afraid. But I am afraid. <laughs> All okay, right. so where do you want to go from here? Uh, where do you want to go? Let's just let's just see what there is to see. Um, oh, why don't you show them, unless you've done a video on it, that tracks. That's kind of right up your alley. Um, I, <laughs> I would rather show them this. Okay, let's, let's show them this. Let's, let's go over here. I want to show them. Uh, have you uh, driven or had any experience with the Hyundai uh Ionic 6. Yes, I have driven right. the Ionic 6. All right, let's go take a look at it. That is interesting. That's an interesting car. I think that's the, there's a couple cars I'm really looking forward to this year, and the yeah. Ionic 6 is one of them. As you know, me and Nathan try to do a new cannonball record from Disney to Disney. Yes. And we did it in the Ionic 5, which is right there. But I think the Ionic 6, which is right here, is the one that could break our record. Because of the efficiency, because yeah. of the aerodynamic efficiency. Yeah, so this is kind of a, it's kind of a weird, it's funny, right? They did this kind of small-ish, cool crossover and Hyundai is the only brand where like with as you know with like Audi right you've got the nesting dolls right yes like the the three is the same as the five right here not a fan of that I love that they don't do that <laughs> I mean this is five this is six and they look nothing alike zero yeah now what's interesting a couple points about this and I'm gonna give you something very inside baseball about how much excitement there is about this car we go on these drives these drives well, actually that's where I met Roman like 13 years ago um, and you have to sign up. You get an email and say, hey, come drive our new car, blah, blah, blah. And they say you have to a certain date to sign up, otherwise you don't get the invite anymore. This car, this, this invitation sold out, meaning filled up in a day. No other, like you could go to Ferrari events, they don't fill up in a day. This one in a day, that's how much excitement there is for people driving this car. Would you agree that the closest competitor to this would be a Porsche Taycan? No, BMW i4. Yeah. But, but both are substantially more expensive. And yet, here yes, we're looking they at are. probably a fifty dollars to $60,000 car. You know, I, no, with, I'd say they're going to come out probably forty. dollars You think it's going to be forty? The basic one's going to be forty. I think the one with the, uh, the 320 horsepower, 340 in this case, uh, this one's going to be probably about 50, 52. And then the N is probably going to be somewhere around 62. But they did say that they're going to do an end version on this, and it's going to be a bit more power 
than the 576 we saw on the Kia EV6 GT. So um, what I like about Hyundai is that they do have a design theme, right? And that's these little dots, right? So Love it. The dots are the same in this car or in the 5, yep. which is over there. But otherwise, the two, you know, share a chassis, but certainly nothing else. The, the, the one thing I am actually not missing is I got to see the pre-production version, the European one, yeah. and they had the cameras. I know, they were over here. And you'll see this big spot, right? Which Why is, don't we have Andre get in there and show, show them yeah. that? It looked, to me, it looks like a bat wing now without the camera. Yeah, inside there. This thing there, in here, that, where that's where the camera would That should would be go. a camera. That's what that was designed for. Now, one thing I want to show them that I love about this car, and this is super basic, but like I have the guy who ran design for Hot Wheels for many years, Felix Holst, he's got a great saying, good design doesn't cost extra. And this is an example of good design. Notice, you don't see any switches on the door, just the door, the, this is the door lock, or the memory, I should say. They've moved the window switches to the center console, like the old school BMWs. This is ergonomics because your hand literally falls to the window switch, makes it so much more simple to use. Love details like that. All right, here's another detail, and I bet you know this, but I'm gonna test you. Test All right. me. All right, what are the three dots for? That's Morse code for Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> or they give you the state Dude, of the battery. I fly airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> or they give you the state of the battery, too. That's, I think it's super cool. It's, uh, I love these that. little really like, really so like let's genuine. go back to your point about yeah. the nesting dolls. Yeah. I would argue, I don't know about what you feel, because you know, you... you well, by the way, what do you think of the droopy back end? That's, hate it. Yeah, that's the only part. Infinity J30. Exactly, yeah. Hate the back of this car. Yeah. I get the biplane spoiler. It provides a little bit more downforce. Remember, these are going to be front-wheel drive and all-wheel drive, so you're gonna do, you are going to need the downforce here in the performance models, but still it is, you just can't get around ugly, and yeah, I don't yeah. like that. Infinity, I agree. Infinity, J30, yeah. all the way. And I got to be good friends with the designer of this. You know, he's, he's yeah. a British Saying guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the British guy who runs Hyundai Design. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, um, you know, he was telling me why he did this, and I understand it, but still, yeah. it's, it's out there. It, I watched your video on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, should, you guys should go back and watch that video. Um, all right, well, should we keep going? I anyway, still, you were next actually, huge question here. Yeah. I still believe that the best EV on the market today, full stop, is this one. Yeah, what you do know, you think? I spent 46 hours and 46 minutes behind the wheel with Nathan. So you should know. <laughs> but now, even after that experience, and you've owned a couple of EVs. Yeah, no, look, it's incredibly comfortable. Do you still uh, do you feel that's it's, the case? It's affordable. It's all-wheel drive. It's roomy. Uh, it has styling that is completely unique yeah. and unusual. I agree. I think this is, you know, people are, of course, fixated on Tesla, right? The yeah. Model Y, but this is about, they've, they've taken the bar and raised it another notch. And not just because of the, the propulsion system, it's a combination of the propulsion system, the packaging, the design, and the interaction with the UX. They don't make it, like most people like, I know you love Fords, but Ford, <laughs> they put this stupid tablet, they don't nothing works, yeah, they don't like me either. They don't, nothing works in, this, in the tablet, and they tried to re-engineer the whole system because it's electric. And you didn't need to do that. And this is a case where Hyundai and BMW and Porsche, they didn't re-engineer everything because it's electric, they still make it work. So the one I'm really looking forward to is actually, well, that one, the N version, right? I so love the N version of the Ionic 5 is yes. coming very soon. And, you know, I just drove the EV6 GT, right? Which is yeah, the we same. Yeah, we were there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a little, maybe we can see it here. I thought it was a little understated. I wanted to see a little bit more, like, muscle, you know? I wanted to see more. From the design, from the design or more yeah. power? No, no, from the, the design. The power was enough for you. Yeah, the power was fine. 
it, it, a little short on range. I think you need to be at 300 for people to be really comfortable. I get that, but when you add that much power as well as big tires, you cut the range. Actually, it's really the tires more than anything else that cut the range. You know Nathan bought this. I know. Yeah. I love that Nathan bought this. Yeah. Did you know that I drove, you and I, I think, were in Florida at the same time, and I drove a Maverick finally. And? I loved it. It's good, isn't it? I love, you know, and I am not a Ford guy, yeah. <laughs> but I love this thing. I will agree with Nathan on his complaint about the screen is angled the wrong way. But everything else, I was blown away with not just the, the, the way it drives, but the build quality on the inside, it's better than a $20,000 car. And the ride quality wasn't what I expected from like a cheap pickup. It rode more like, a, it had a more supple drive experience. I couldn't, you know, we're agreeing on everything. So let's talk about this, which is the uh, new Countach. I believe they unveiled this at Pebble, Pebble Beach, Beach this, yes. this year. Yeah. So uh, I had, didn't expect to see this here at uh, Chicago, because let's be honest, Chicago is it's kind of a B-level show, but in reality, from the perspective hey, hey, of... Hey, hey, I'm going to go consumer show. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, even though... Can we say that Roman, he, he, has, he has bad taste in pizza. His people call it quiche, my people call it... I call it quiche. His people call it pizza. I got that wrong. Anyway, um, back to this. Yeah. The Countach. Countach. So this Classic is name. a... So this is the 50th anniversary of the Countach. It is a real Lamborghini. It was done in-house by Lamborghini. It is a very, very limited production Lamborghini. They're only making 112 of them. And believe it or not, even though it's a retro car, you can see some of the touches from the front. You see the lights that look like the, the Countach from the 70s. Even the Periscopo, they brought that back with a sort of sunroof on the top of the car. And that goes into the louvers in the rear. And then it's got the, uh, a takeoff on the original uh, taillights from the, the, the car from 1970. But what they've done here is this car is a, um, it's a future, or really a, a, a signpost of things to come from Lamborghini, because believe it or not, that is a hybrid. So that's got the propulsion system from the Cyan, Cyan, how do you pronounce it? It's got know, the little yeah. tilde yeah, over yeah, the yeah. A. Yeah. Anyway, this is, a both retro and modern Lamborghini because they're going to go to 100% electrification and a next generation of both the Uticon as well as the uh, whatever the 12 sort is going to be the Aventador yeah, so, replacement. So, yeah, so we're any day now we're expecting the Aventador replacement. They just came out with uh, some final edition models uh, of the Aventador. Uh, but yeah, so if you're a big Lamborghini fan, let's see the obviously, back. yeah, let's go. Let's go look at the back. Let's go check it out. So you see the lights here, Andre? What they've done, so this is the same shape of the original car, but they've updated it. They've put, they've put the active arrow in. They've done this carbon fiber knowing Lamborghini, this is probably a $5,000 option. It comes with black plastic as standard, but then they've extended the carbon fiber over the diffuser and they've done the center mount on the exhaust. I love the exhaust. I it's think those stunning. are so- And then take a look at the louver. So sexy. Louvers are beautiful. And then, uh, did you see the wheels, the phone dial wheels? Yeah, I love the phone dial. Which is hey, a, 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 which for, is a for, pickup on the 80s era 
a Countach, yeah, a 5,000. For, for all you millennials, a phone-down wheel. Once upon a time before <laughs> this, there were like yeah. round things on phones, and that's what that harkens back to. Once again, he's showing that he's old. I just want to point that out. So let me ask you a question. Yes. You're rich. Yes, I'm not. not so this car, not, I believe, was that rich. Was $800,000. the size of those tires. My guess is this car is here. So the, the, the display that you and I are in right now, this is not a manufactured display. This is all the fancy car dealerships in the Chicagoland area. My guess, it's here because it's available. Would you buy this and for how much? So um, I would love to buy this, yeah. but I'd have to have like, you know, billionaire money because yeah. look, there, there's, there's this number that becomes so big that if you spend money on it, you feel bad about it. You see what I'm saying? So, so I, I feel good spending, let's say we just bought a C5 Corvette for 14,000. Yeah. Every time I see that, I look at it and I'm like, wow, that's a hell of a car for $14,000. Yeah. This, I would see $800,000, like, like what else could I have I done with that money, right? I see a car, but, yeah. but and then I, this would probably appreciate, so you could probably justify it as This a, will never depreciate. Right, exactly. This so, is money in the bank. Yeah, so yes. that, that you could, but, but there is a number where it just becomes so high that you feel bad about it. So my audience- Even if you have a, a lot of money. I'm sure we have a crossover audience. My audience knows I am a huge Dave Ramsey guy, I'm yeah. a big no-debt Nazi. And what you're referring to is percentages. So a lot of this, like we've got this Lamborghini, we've got an Aventador, we've got another Lamborghini, we've got a Bentley with picnic seats in the back. And it's all a function of what percentage the ratios in relation to your income. So if, if you're a guy that's working in finance making $50 million a year, this is like not even a percent of your income or a very small percentage of your income as opposed to, it's probably the same percentage as my income as my Lexus. So can I give you an epiphany I had? Oh God, so, here's an epiphany. <laughs> so I got to drive the STO, right? Yeah. Which is the we race car for the road. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I rode it, when I drove it, I was like, I didn't get this Lamborghini because it's too loud for most tracks, right? Because yeah. it's like 134 decibels, which is above the limit. And yet it's too racy for the road. Mm -hmm. So like, where do you drive it? And then I thought to myself, here's my epiphany. What's more Lamborghini than building a car that you can't drive on the road or on the track? Now, that is Lamborghini and, and it's That core. is why you come to TFL for these kind of insights. Um, Look, that's it, another it, car that won't depreciate. That car, the one I drove, was a $459,000 MSRP, and they're reselling for $700,000. Yeah, I, I've seen the market get a little soft Granted, in Europe. That was, that, was a year, that was a year ago when yeah. I drove it. I, I just recently got the Technica, yeah. Technica, whatever they right. call it, which is, believe it or not, the GT3 Touring of the Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it actually, it's the you, can you can actually drive it on the road. Yeah. And that car I liked better. I liked it a lot, nope. and it was an all. It was also in a very, very uh, adult color. It was like this blue, almost like that, a little darker. Wh which which Lamborghini do you think I'd want? Come on, you can take a guess. A Countach. No, old one. No, no. couldn't fit it. No, there's one Lamborghini that that, that, that like speaks to me. And it's, a, I'll give you an, a, a, a hint. It, it would be like the Dakar version of the Lamborghini. Does. Oh, the new Huracan with the. No, not the Huracan. They, yeah. They're making an Aventador Strat. It's like their off road version of it. Yeah, that's a Huracan. No. Is, oh, is it Huracan? Oh, it's a Huracan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stra, well, I can't yeah. pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah, which the is the Dakar one. Porsche. Right. Yeah. 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 They're following Porsche these days. Anyway, we wanted to show you this. Should we show them the, 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 those little picnic seats real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? This is very Let's chill. have a picnic at the Chicago show in like a purple Bentley or Rolls Royce. Yeah, this is when you this is when you go pheasant hunting, <laughs> or you go to like like uh, let's say you go to Goodwood, which is the home of Rolls Royce, yes. <laughs> and you're watching the yeah. uh, Spitfires at the Goodwood Revival, yeah. right? Fly through the air, yes. and you need to have a nice picnic. 
You know what we should do? We should come back here after the, after our shoot here and bring Al's beef sandwiches and oh, eat them here. They would love us. Oh, God, that would yeah. make such a mess. Okay, All right. where do you want to go? Oh, you want to show them the, the Volkswagen? Yeah, let's go show them the new Volkswagens. Okay. We'll go from, we'll from 800,000 to like 40 to 50,000. But still a Volkswagen. Yes. Let, let, me, let me ask you this question. Yes, sir. All right, so. Thank you, sir. I think this is, this is because we're living in the Instagram slash YouTube age where now everybody has to have something special that they can like brag about or show off or somehow promote or uh, somehow be unique, right? And so I'm getting a little tired of now manufacturers like making very special editions of things. At first it was cool mm -hmm. and now it's starting to feel a little bit like cliche. Now give me an example of that. There's a Jeep here and I don't have time to see it. That is a Wrangler that they just unveiled. It's $110,000. They're only building 150 of them. We should end our video on that one. I love that Jeep, yeah. but still. It's kind of, I don't know, you need $110,000 Wrangler. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So, I agree for the most part with Roman on this because to me it looks as if it's a money grab. That's what it's it like, feels like. Let's slice and dice the pie as small as possible and see if we can get more money out of the vehicles. I personally think it makes sense in the Porsche, Lamborghini, Ferrari world. I do not think it makes sense in the Jeep world. I think, I think it is a money grab in the Jeep world. And it gets to the point where, how many of those 392s are they gonna make? Because I'm already starting to see those go below MSRP. So now they're coming up with another one, which at some point is gonna go below MSRP. The whole point of the special edition is like the GT3. I buy that car, I know it's money in the bank. But I know that I can sell it three years for more money. We're kind of returning to normality, right? So now that supply and demand are catching up with new cars, yeah. used cars are starting to come back down, right? And so the whole thing is falling back down in terms of pricing. Yeah. And, and that's where it should be because for a while, where we had the situation where used cars were selling more than new cars, that was just crazy. That's not sustainable. So here's a more, I think, middle of the road way to that I think is a good example. I think Corvette has the blue sky to do that, to do these limited edition models, but there has to be a different. It can't, it can't be like tape stuff. It's gotta be like that E-Ray where there's a physical difference and it makes the car stand out and thus makes it more valuable I, in the I market. Think, I think Dodge has done well with that, with the Challenger and it. They've done incredible. Right, now there's the last call version. Anyway, so this is the new Atlas, the 2024. Uh, and what do you think of the styling change? You like the light up VW? Uh, the uh, the height uh, stacked lights as opposed to the, 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 the horizontal. horizontal. Yeah. I personally think this looks like an expedition. A lot of people are saying it's got a lot of Explorer. Yeah, there's a lot of Ford in this. I, I don't know if I like or do not like this VW 
badge lit up. I think this is too much bling. If there were Mercedes, doing that, these. that would cost you like 2000 But I, you know what? If I owned a Mercedes, I wouldn't need that. You wouldn't need the light-up badge. I think the big deal here is it's now all four-cylinder, what is it, 270 horsepower, 273 horsepower? And it's, I don't think it's the same EA888. I think it's a new engine. And then they've changed, sadly, they've changed the UX, which is arguably the worst UX on the planet. They need to take a, a yeah, bomb I thought, to I, it. I was really surprised by that. I'll get to that side. I was really Andre. surprised by that because when, uh, when, we, when we saw it first in the GTI and the Golf R, everybody hated it. It's everybody hard, hated yeah. it in the ID vehicles. And, and here it is again, right? No, no volume knob, no, no tuning knob. It, so this kind of stuff we're talking about here, this is the volume, it's all capacitive touch. This is the, for the HVAC, just the temperature. Everything else, you have to go into the screen. So think about this, you're piloting a 4,000 pound vehicle. You have to take your eye off the road and before you say this is great, where your finger goes, your eye goes. And then of course there's gonna be the people saying, well, what about voice? The, the processor speed in a vehicle like this, or any vehicle for that matter, yeah, is not is strong not enough. It's not time. there. It's no. not ready for prime time. So, you know, take it from us because we drive hundreds of cars a year, and we've never, between the two of us, has never experienced a car that has a processor fast enough for voice to work. I, I love this. This little ghost writing. It's backlit. It's his Atlas. Isn't that cool? In the wood. I think this oh, is Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Isn't that cool? Andre, you want to come around here? That is a neat yeah. touch. Yeah, that's a really classic What do you touch. think of this, like, button-type shifter here? I haven't tried it. Um, you know, they've, recently we've re-engineered everything from the steering wheel. I'm yeah. talking about the yoke yeah. to where the shifter is. Is it a rotary knob? Is it... Uh, a traditional, you know. And it's not just the capacitive touch on the dash, it's also on the steering wheel. Oh, All the controls see, on the steering wheel see the are ghost also tablets. capacitive touch. Yeah. yeah, look at this detail. That's a really nice detail. And, and, you know, we did this video yesterday showing this car off, and a lot of people were saying, you know, where's the hybrid version? Where's the plug-in yeah. version? I think it's coming. I, well, the fact that they took the V6 out, that's making room for a plug-in yeah. or, or a hybrid, whatever. And they kind of have to do it to get to the fuel efficiency. My question is, maybe we throw this over to the audience, does this change in the UX, does it help you or would it push you away from this vehicle? Mike, uh, I think it would help you. My question is, a couple of years ago at the Detroit Auto Show, I believe that they had an off-roady version of this, if I recall, right? Mm -hmm. They kind of made it more, um, well, off-road ready, right? So. I think had they gone down that road, kind of like Honda did yeah. with the Pilot, yeah. right? They would have done better because that is in the DNA right now. People yeah. really want that adventure look. And this, I think Volkswagen. Here, here's the deal, right? All these cars represent the culture and the place where they're designed or built, right? Volkswagen yeah. in Germany doesn't have a lot of off-roading, right? No. There's no place you can go off-roading in Germany, no. but here in America we do. Yeah, but who's going to off-road a vehicle like this? It doesn't matter. It's 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 the ability to do it. it Just to you know do it, you can. can. Yeah. He or, is like he is the only person that will off-road stuff. I don't. Oh, well, no, Andre would. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of our viewers will off-road, but yeah. yeah. But it's it's like, hey, if the zombie apocalypse comes or you know, whatever. Well, I get that your viewers will do that, but I'm talking about with this. Most like people. most of your viewers are buying Rubicons. They're buying trucks and they're upfitting them to make them really off-road. But it's not this what you is do going with to it. a trailhead. That's it's what, what you is. want to do with it. Whether you do it or not is irrelevant. It's people buy stuff because of what they want, not yeah. what they need. This one I defer to you because you know trucks backwards and forwards. All right, well, let's head over. Where do you want? You want to go? Speaking of trucks, you want to go to GMC? Um, no, let's, let's, we've got a lot to cover, okay. and we're, okay. we're already probably halfway into this video. I think we need to show the Acura. That's a pretty cool vehicle. That is pretty cool. Is there anything Kia you want to see? Um, Kia. 
Kia, Kia. And Kia, the answer Kia. is not Carnival. Yeah, Carnival. The answer is always Carnival. Oh, one thing we should Moto point Man. out before we go over there. So, I don't know if you've noticed this. Sh sh auto shows, they have shrunk in size. Less yes. manufacturers are the tracks. So, like, for example, Cadillac doesn't have a standalone booth here. Porsche, Mercedes, BM well, BMW has one. But a lot of empty space. So what they're doing now, because cars are EV, they're doing these test drives. So you can actually come to the auto show and drive the car yourself. In some cases, you're driven around. Um, but this is a great use of space in the face of adversity as these auto shows decline in relevance. And you know, um, it's funny. So, you know, I've been doing- oh, We should show them the RZ. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been coming here for a long time. And for the first time, I actually got to go to public days because my friend Steve wanted to come. And oh, yeah. on public days, you can't get within 10 oh, feet of the car. Crazy. I know, I know. It's unbelievable. Which one do you want to show them? The RZ. Okay, let's go yeah. look at it. Yeah, so that's the new uh, all-electric Lexus. All, elect all electric, it is based on the BZ4X. We're gonna go, <coughs> you're going to go drive it? You yeah, know? I'm going to drive yeah. in two weeks. Yeah, we're going to go drive them soon. So uh, <laughs> I actually like this better than the Toyota version of it. Oh, uh, much better. Much better, looking. yeah. But we have to show them the very polarizing feature of this. Andre, come around to the driver's side. And I will open the door for you. Oh, oh John, John Davis. It is an honored guest. <laughs> honored guest. The one and only John hey, Davis. John, how are you? Nice good to see you. Hello, sir. Oh, good to see you, see you again. Uh, and uh, well, let's not I was, forget. I was telling. I was telling. Lovely and gracious Jessica Ray, who is buying a Maverick in America. Yeah, yeah he's yes. still alive. It'll come <laughs> in five years. One day, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. He said, "I said automotive touchstone in America." He said, "Yeah, he's still alive." <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, is there another one over there? Is that the, that's uh, the hybrid? Let me see here. That's the hybrid. That's the regular RX500. Yeah, yeah. uh, Look at this. See, these guys, they just take we, up, we, do whatever they want because they're motor. Well, they're America's original right. well, <laughs> automotive magazine. You and I wouldn't be doing this without John Davis. No, hell no. Like, he is he is a god in this industry. Are, were you going to show him the oak? Yeah. Is that what you're going for? I was going to show him yeah. the oak. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Don't let it happen that's again. All right, that's all right. These guys are yeah. great. So, so, Lexus, I have to say, it copied Toyota, right? I mean, copied uh, the <laughs> Tesla. In the yoke. Now, the yoke. you can take a look here. You can see the yoke in there. So I will weigh in here as a pilot. That is totally unsafe. There's a reason you. why you have a yoke in an airplane and not in a car. Think about how many instances where you have a panic situation, an emergency situation, and your brain is trained to go like this, and what's going to happen when you're grabbing for something and it's not there? I, I couldn't agree more. Even Lexus backtracked, right? Because now they're offering the Model uh, S and the Model X with the steering wheel, and you can adopt the yeah. option of yoke. I think that is going to be a problem with liability, and you will see crashes. But well, before we go, well, let's just turn around and look at it. You can see it. They're trying to go after an RX in shape, and they've put this carrying case over the BZ4X platform. So it's going to be a lot of the same specs. I, I did sit in it, the build quality is significantly better. Yeah, and so the difference between this and the Tesla yoke is that's a variable ratio, right? So yes. you, you, it's like a Formula One car, you, don't, you know, I yeah. think, I don't know if they work that way, but. It is variable ratio. Yeah. Right, so you, you, you know, you can steer a little bit and get a lot of turn yeah. versus in the uh, Tesla, you gotta steer yeah. a lot to get. I'm gonna ask you a question now. Yeah, let's go, and let's go to Not necessarily just this Lexus, but this is one of them that are bringing it about. Toyota and Lexus changed their UX. They went from the back of the pack to what I would call the front of the pack with this new system that they farmed out to a tech firm in Dallas, Texas. What do you think of their system? I thought they owned it. I thought they built it themselves. They, they bought it. 
Okay. They bought the company. Um, I love everything about it. We headed in the Tundra, except for the fact that they make you log in. I do not want to log. I hate the login. I do not want to log into my car. I do not want to be a guest yeah. user. I want to be able to give a car to you without giving I you a login. I do not like green eggs and ham, <laughs> Sam, I am. <laughs> I do not like it on a plane. I do not like it on a train. Hey, we had a pretty cool, uh, I want to ask your opinion about this. So yes, this, sir. this is the uh, TLX Type S, but uh, this is a special edition, right? This is the hand-built, uh, well, I don't think this one's hand-built, but this is the, where is it? What's wow, it called? Special edition Acura. PMC. So yeah. they're only building 300 of these. <coughs> and here's the funny part, right? Yeah. They're building them in uh, TL, uh, in um, Ohio. In Ohio, right? Yeah. But in We're Acura, all cars red, white, or blue. Get good, it? So this, good, this I get is it. Long Beach Blue. Yep. Uh, 355 horsepower out of a uh, turbocharged V6. I'm disappointed. You can do more than that out of out of a, a V6 with a turbocharger. It's it's kind of it. like Stinger power, right? That was about the same. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, you know, I don't know about you. I am not a Honda Acura guy. I don't really love them, but this I think is a very attractive car. Oh, we got to show them the exhaust. Oh yes, them. yes, the exhausts are incredible. Of course, you get a plaque. You can see the plaque right there. One of three hundred. Uh, they're gonna. They're, once again, special edition, right? They're gonna sell out. Look at that. Yeah. One thing I got to show Andre here. Take a look at this, which I think is super hokey. They have uh, a big unified controller for the drive mode. <laughs> it literally says dynamic mode in huge letters. All right. Here, here, here's. We had a discussion yesterday. We came up with a good idea, and we'll share this with BMW. Okay. Before okay. we get there. We'll share and it with I, I want to ask your opinion. So BMW has courted a lot of controversy by recently saying that things that once upon a time were given or free, you have to pay a subscription fee for. I'm yeah. talking about like heated seats. Yeah. Right. And with electric cars now, there's all these subscriptions. Polestar does this where you can up your horsepower by like 35. Right. Yeah. But that seems very uh, money grabby. It your is. term, right? It is. But there's a cool way you could do that where people would be willing to pay for it without feeling like you're getting something that you used to get for free. I'll give you an example of that, right? With the new um, dashboards, right? The, the, the digital dashboards. Yeah. Imagine if you had like a Porsche or a pick, pick the brand of your choice and you could pick like a dash design from like a previous generation or from yeah. like 20 years back, right? Would you pay for that? Actually, that is a good idea. It's a good idea, huh? It's not normal for an old man to come up with very good <laughs> new business models, but this is a good one. I right, actually like I it. I would pay for that. This is a very good one. Yeah. Now, let's step back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think, fortuitous that we're talking about this in Chicago. So yes, BMW famously made the heated seats uh, a subscription service. In Europe, some of the four-wheel steer systems are a subscription service, more but money, notice they angle. backed off of that in the U.S. They didn't do it in the U.S. because they knew there was so much uproar. I would agree it is totally the wrong way to go, and it's really, that is a, a signpost of things to come because car manufacturers know volumes are going down. They're going to collapse as we move 10, 20 years in the future into autonomous drive because you won't the idea is you wouldn't own a car. So here's a way that A, they can recoup some of that income, and B, have a relationship directly with the user, because let's face it, the general, where, where the general trend is going, that space, this relationship here, is gonna go to the Googles and the Apples of the world rather than the car manufacturers. All right, well, let's go look at the most expensive. Apparently, I, I was uh, going to say vehicle. Roman wasn't excited about that. No, 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 no. Oh, I, before I think, we go on. I think you elegantly stated the issue. What I want, there's nothing okay. for me to add. Uh, I, again, not Honda Acura guy, but this is a cool car. Look at the kind of the bronze tech wheels, even the, the way it's screwed together on the inside. I got to give credit where credit is due. It's a nice car. Yeah. Probably I'm, would never own one because it's front wheel drive. 
Yeah, that's a problem. But let's go to the most expensive, I was going to say car, but it's not. It's vehicle. Vehicle. Airplane, yeah, <laughs> is of course the new Honda Jet, or the Mark II so version So this is the second generation of Honda Jet, and basically Honda came to the market to make like a low to mid-level entry of the jet world. So if you're a, if you are one of these billionaires we talked about, where a percentage of your income is not impacted by, say, a 10 to 50 million dollar purchase, this is your thing. So a Honda Jet is a it's, it's a smaller jet. It is a very unique engine and engine structure. They basically built hang in, off. Built in America. They're built in America. They basically hang off the plane, not the wing. They hang off the fuselage. And this is like a this is like a three-hour jet. These are 1,500-mile range. 6.9 million. Six, well, they're outfitted like this. So the raw, they're about six million. So the way you buy an airplane like this, you buy just the plane that has nothing in it, and then you can customize so, the interior. So I got the fly in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I got cool. the, I got the fly in this, uh, and I called it the Odyssey of the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> You have to admit, it is a little odyssey. And then, Andre, turn around and show them the avionics. So, for those of you that are, that are plane geeks, that's, those three screens are called an EFIS, an electronic flight computer, and that actually comes with a plane. Normally, when you buy a plane, you don't get any of the avionics. This system is set up to be very configurable, which is unusual for a plane to come standard. In terms of uh, its performance, it can go, it cruises about 4, 450, and to give you an idea of relevance, when you go to the airport and you fly on United, you're going about 500 miles an hour. So a little bit slower than a commercial jet. Yeah, and then I was just chatting with this gentleman over oh, here we, we the got, other day. We, we got to look at this car. And thank you for the insight on all this stuff. Um, what we, you were saying it's, it burns 500 pounds an hour? Uh, 600 the first uh, two hours. So, okay. Okay, so think about that. You piss and moan about 20 mpg. They, they measure the gas and how the weight. We'll do about just under 90 gallons an hour. Yeah. 90 gallons an hour. And again, comparison, so 90 gallons an hour on this, my little plane that you guys see in the, in the episodes, that burns anywhere from five to eight gallons an hour. Um, Thank you, sir. So I'm talking about the new Civic Type R here. The reason we're gonna show yeah. that is because this has become the darling of a lot of YouTubers uh, have purchased this car. Mark bought one of these. Yeah, a lot, exactly. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are buying this. Uh, let me ask you this question. Yes, sir. And, uh, there's a number of new, I was gonna say hot hatches, but yeah. it's not. But there's the GR Corolla, yeah. of course, and there's the Type R. Which of the two would you get? GR Corolla. Why? Uh, I'm a little bit of a freak for the Marizo, the whole thing with the no back yeah. seat. I think that A is the one to drive, and B, I think in the future, that will be the one that'll be worth the most. Yeah, and for me, it's all-wheel drive versus front-wheel drive. Yeah. So should we go to Toyota? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Yeah, and while we're it. walking, let's talk a little bit about the market. Oh, and before we go to the market, I just want to put a punctuation on that whole discussion yep. about the future and where it's going with the subscriptions. BMW's business, they bought a tech business, a developer business, to build those subscription services. That is based here in Chicago. Oh. They are in the Boeing building. Great. Anyway, Great. Um, much hated. Let's go storm him with pitchforks and knives. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we were going to go look at Toyota and I talk, lost talk about the market. The market. Oh, yeah. So recently, so these obviously now you can get a Civic Type R. They're available at dealers. 45. So, yeah, you can get a, a GR Corolla. Without additional market. Yep. Markup. So people, of course, have have bought these and some of them have said okay I'm here to make some money on them 
So what they've done is they've put them on Bring a Trail. They've put them on all the yeah. sites. Sure, flip them. And by the way, bring a Bring a Trailer. Come to TFL bids. Yeah. So they've put them, and you know what? There isn't a huge market for the Civic Type R. There was a guy that put it up with a reserve. Yeah, there was a jalopy like story, yeah, and he lost money on he it. Lost his ass. Well, he didn't sell it. Right. But the GR Corolla think, only went for five over sticker. And I think to make matters worse, he also financed it. Oh. Ooh, which is also. Well, you guys know I'm a big Dave Ramsey guy. Shouldn't be financing cars. You know anyway. what? I've been listening to a podcast. I've been a well, UK-based podcast. Those guys buy exotic cars and they finance them to the tune of like you know two thousand pounds a month. That's like what twenty two hundred dollars or something it's a ridiculous. month. Ridiculous. That's crazy. Beyond ridiculous. Uh oh. Uh oh. The Pulitzer says we can't go in here. <laughs> we gotta go over there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand why you would finance uh, like you know like a Lamborghini or. Well, I go a bridge farther. I don't understand why you finance a car. Period. But that is a toy. That is not something that is. Like, let's say for the sake of this, I get it, certain people need to finance a car. They're trying to get a reliable car to get to and from work. You're not doing that with that $800,000 Countach. All right, speaking of the Countach, all right. There we go, there we Thank go. Thank you. Speaking of the Countach, let me ask you this question. Yes, sir. You win that billion dollar lottery. Yeah. What do you buy first, the Countach or the, uh, or the Honda Jet? I, I, I'd buy a TBM which is a turboprop that is much more fun to fly. Same yeah. price? Uh, no, a TBM is, TBM is a bargain. A TBM is 500 grand. Start at 500 oh, grand. Okay. Uh, grand Highlander? Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. So that's the big uh, reveal. I was trying to figure out like, I was trying to figure out what the most interesting car at this year's auto show was, the new ones that were revealed. Yeah. Maybe this actually. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, you want to give them an overview on this? Yeah, so obviously, uh, Three-row SUVs, crossovers are having their moment in the sun right now, and this is the new three-row Toyota Grand Highlander for families. It uh, actually has a little back seat. But this is what it's about, right? It's about that I third row. About you. Like he's taller than me. I'm I six foot. Back there, yeah. How tall are you? Six-two. Andre's six-two. I'm six. I was actually able to sit back there with this, the, the second row where I would sit, and it was comfortable. And I don't want to show him. We've got a whole video on yeah, that. I got a video too. Yeah. As well. yeah so oh, but we do want to point out. Um, this three powertrain. So they've got the, the 2.4 turbo and the 2.5 hybrid, which they have on the regular Highlander. But this one, they've brought the hybrid max from the Crown, the RX500, which in itself is a derivation of the Tundra hybrid system with the integrated starter generator motor in between the engine right. and transmission. Why is that important? Torque fill. There's more torque. Highlander Sequoia, which one? Sequoia. Yeah, me too. Yeah, all day long. <laughs> when everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I love the do, look. They do a TRD Pro version. Now, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a you sucker. You sat in this thing. Do you think interior space, this is more than yeah, a Sequoia? Yeah, I think there's more. Oh, we got to show them the Land Cruisers. Yeah, so oh, let's go look at those. I think... Uh, Not the, new Land Cruisers. Old Land Cruisers. Yeah. I think the problem with the um, Sequoia is it's, it's got a hybrid, right? So the battery sits underneath it, and you're in the second row, your knees yeah. are in your nose. In the third row, it's unusable because yeah. of that. But I oh, get why they do it. There you go. There you go. There's the GR Corolla. This is, must be the race version of it. Look you there, huh? It's a SEMA concept. Yeah. So, back to the let's GR versus. Let's, let's, let's look at the one you can buy. There's here's the Sorry. one we can buy. So this one is the. This is the circuit edition. No, that's the core. That's the core because it has the regular roof on it. There are three editions, right? There's the core, the circuit. Core, circuit, and Marizo. And the, the reason for the top line one is because Akio Toyota used to race him, but he couldn't race under his own name, right? So this is one of the big differences. The core and the circuit have a back seat. The Marizo does not. Instead, it has like a half-built roll cage in it. And then in the circuit and the Marizo, they have a carbon fiber roof like that one over there. And then it also changes the seats. The trim is different in a circuit and a Marizo. So what makes this, I think, mind-blowing is 300 horsepower out of a three-cylinder. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, yeah. I didn't ask you, what would you buy between the two? Uh, this because of all-wheel drive. I can't. I, I, I need all-wheel drive yeah, in Colorado. It's, a, it's an all-year car. car. And I love, it, it's also a real hatch. I mean, I love it, don't get me wrong, I love the Honda. Yeah. I think I'd get the Honda if I lived where you live, yeah. but, which is, you know, in California. Yeah. But in Colorado, i definitely get this. You like the three exhausts? I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? I think they absolutely rang the bell on these. Like, I do want one of these. Yeah, I do want one too, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and manual transmission, gosh. You know, if, get yourself an internal combustion engine with the manual while you can. Especially Whatever this one. it is. Yeah. Did you drive the Marizo on the track? I did, yeah, but the track was... That, so that the was not problem, a good track. It was not a good track. We did it in Utah, and yeah. they didn't take, let us take it on the road. So I kind of felt like I didn't have a good sense for it. The, um, the, the thing that really stood out about the Marizo to me wasn't all the other stuff I talked about. The extra 20 pounds of torque transforms the car. Do you want to show them the, the Land Cruisers? Uh, you know, we did that in our other videos, so okay. I'm, I'm, I don't want to like redo stuff okay. we've already done. So let's, let's I keep can't going. keep up with this guy who does so many videos. Uh, we've got the new Prius. We should talk about that because it's yes. sexy AF. I'm shocked we're saying that about a Prius. I know. Prius. I know. So I was, I was on vacation recently in Hawaii. Here's, here's a question for you. Okay. And I was talking to this older lady who was uh, at the pool, yeah. and she said she just bought a Prius. That's asked, a theme we see coming up in this episode, I asked, older. I asked her, was it this one or was it the previous one? Yeah. And she said, oh, no, it was like 2022, which yeah. wasn't the new one, right? And she said she loves it. She just loves how roomy it is. She loves how practical it is. Yeah. That is none of that. None of it. None of it. No, look at the, look at the roof line. I mean, it's, so this goes, you, you know, Bob Lutz and I, we spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And one of the things he taught me was he learned over as many years in the industry you can make a car that appeals to everybody, but no one will buy it. You need to take some chances. And the example he gave, they were making some Buick, and I, he, I don't forgot which one it was. They were making some Buick, and they made the C-pillar, which for the audience, that's the 
the pillar in the back where the hatchback is, or in the, the trunk line for the uh, for the, the notchback car, he was saying the original design had something like this to allow for more headroom. But then the designers came up with something like this, made the car look sexier. Whoa. Oh boy, hey now. Let's keep, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that's you that's wow. out here. They didn't like that story. <laughs> so they made the car look sexier like this, then they started clinicking cars, meaning showing the cars to prospective buyers. Jesus, wow, they really they don't want us here. They don't like us. And we said, it, it they're chasing us, us with this. <laughs> Let's go over to the Mustang. We did a video so on that too, but let's they talk showed about it. they clinic, meaning you showed it to prospective customers like this, and by far everybody wanted that one, and that car actually sold. And he said the lesson we took from that was you need to take chances like that. It's not about practicality. So here's the problem with the new Prius. I love the look, right? I love like how they made it sexy and sporty, but they still have the same powertrain, right? It's still an ECVT, yeah. right? So it's still very much optimized yeah. for fuel economy, and now you've got you know, a sporty looking car that writes a check you can't cash. I want to point something out. In my episodes, I, I did an episode, the drive episode, and I did an interview with the chief engineer of that car. Um, in both episodes, I said they are prepping that to be a GR version. And the chief engineer, it wasn't like one of the usual, like, oh, we can't talk about future product. He was like, no, we're not doing it. But now they've actually announced they're thinking about doing a GR Prius. Did you know that, uh, I just learned this, that Bob Lutz actually helped start the M division at BMW. Yep. That was crazy, I didn't oh, yes. know. Yes, yeah. he's also the one responsible for the 3 Series. Yeah. Remember the whole thing I was talking about, like this and this with the design of the car? When he first got the BMW, it was, it was gonna be a new 2002, like a box. And he said, no, we gotta change the tumble home, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, and that's how the 3 Series what, what do you think of the Dark Horse? Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Why? No. Why don't you like it? Um, so, full disclosure, my yeah. father has a 50th anniversary Mustang. Love right. it. Love driving it. I love the design. It's an organic, beautiful shape. This, I think, takes that shape and ruins it. That's what I don't like about it. Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, now performance-wise, like the fact that you can get a manual rear drive, power, I love it. Yeah. I love it. The interior is, I don't think, very good. Yeah. You know, we did a video yesterday. It's also on altfl.com. Yeah. And, uh, this is where I got the idea for the screen because you can put a Fox Body screen. That's one of the one of the options in there. So oh, you that's can change cool. it to a Fox yeah. Body infotainment. I gotta uh, say that was a really good idea to sell a pack of I'll do like, like the nine, yeah. the 68 911 yeah, T yeah, yeah. I think that's a cool idea. Porsche and I never say good things about him. <laughs> what are we at on time on, Greg? Where are we at? We're doing good, 46. Okay. Do you well, want to show him the, uh, the the Mario Kart Rav 4? No, I don't okay. want to show him the Mario Kart. Right? Let's, let's, let's just zip over to Jeep, show okay. him the Jeep real quick. Beautiful color, by the way. Beautiful like color. Beautiful color. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, and Once again, the Moto Week crew is is, is photobombing us. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the He's moonlighting on John Davis. John Davis is hosting it. <laughs> oh so, well, there you go. So let's go. Let's go show them the Jeep, and then we'll head over to BMW, and we'll be we'll call it done. But yeah, so um, I don't know. You know, I'm torn on the Mustang. I was here a couple of years ago, and I was talking to. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. So I was talking to Peter Schreier, right? Yes, great guy. Yeah, when the last pilot, he's a when pilot. the C7 came out, and I said, "What do you think of the new Corvette?" And he said, "You know, I have to see it in its natural environment." I have to see it on the road, see how it interacts with buildings and people and other cars. And that's how I feel about that one. I, I, I don't know if I like it or not. Okay. Stop here. I just want to ask right. you a question. And maybe we'll put it out to you, Andre, as well as the audience. Yeah. Good looking. Yes. Does all sorts of good things. Yes. Do you think it is going to sell? 
Yes. Why? Because all electric cars are selling right now. Yeah, but this is too expensive and came to the market too late. Yeah, it's like one generation behind, but the build quality is actually outstanding. I think it is, did, I agree. They really did a good job with it. And I think, you know, we drive, like, I, like at the Ionic, we drive all the newest, right? But yeah. if, if you're new to electric cars, this will be new to you, so so you know you will not necessarily be versed in the fact that maybe the battery charging curve is not ideal, or yeah. that the rate is not as good as as some other cars. But the interior is beautiful. The interior is indeed beautiful, and some of the unique bits they've done to it, like for example, they've done this whole thing with this console goes forward and backward. They've got the wood, and kind of like they did with the Atlas, this is yeah, part like of the wood, the controllers. Then they've got the volume here and everything, digital uh, rear view mirror. I personally think, I think, you know what, in a year, we'll come back, we'll do another one of these tours, we'll look at the sales numbers, and I think I'm going to be right, you're going to be wrong. You think they won't sell? They will not sell. I think they will sell. Too much money into the market too late. How much do you think they'll be? These are, this, the one you're sitting in is $62,000. That's a lot. Yeah. That's so a lot. this or, or a, or well, a 576 horsepower well, Kia? And the other problem is, quite honestly, uh, you know, Tesla just dropped. Thirteen thousand dollars off the price of certain models, and you can't you, yeah. you can't live in that world where exactly. where that is still priced like so yesterday's. It, it's like they're working against themselves. Number one, you already have a product that's not as good. Number two, you're coming late, and number three, Which your pricing ironic. was already bad, and then everybody else just leapfrogged you with price cuts, including Ford. And it's ironic because they had the leaf right very first. So what do, so what do you think of the Z? You know what? It's one of these cars I love. Yeah, I love And why? Too. Because I'm thankful it still exists. Yeah. Is it great? No. Is it the best sports car? No. However, it's a good GT. This is the opposite of that. This was priced right. You can get one of these for forty grand. Forty grand with a stick, you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. Like I say, around the track, you know, it's okay. But yeah. as a GT, and, and actually, here's something funny. I fit in the thing. I'm like a Miata. I'm yeah. like a, a bunch of cars I can yeah. name. Yeah. Do you fit in a GR86? I do. I don't fit in the. I, I fall in love with the uh, Supra Manual. Right, you I like that. I fall in love with it, and then I like look to my left, and that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> and getting yeah. into it, I almost have to do like that. Yeah. To, like, like I'm going into the police car, right? That's... I, I'm glad you brought that up. In unpopular opinion, and don't shoot me, in terms of if I had to pick one, I'd buy the Supra. It's a better driving car. I'd buy that. I'd buy the Supra. Because I don't fit in the Supra. So. All right, let's show them the Jeep. Uh, you know, we were talking about special edition, so they just unrolled uh, the 20th anniversary uh, uh, Renegade. Uh, yep. Uh, and there's uh, two. Rubicon. Rubicon, sorry, yeah. Rubicon. Renegade, God, my brain is in the wrong vehicle. Anyway, 20th anniversary Rubicon, and there's a special AEV American Expedition. Did you show them this yet? I did not. We did nothing with this. You want to do the airflow? Um, kind of I don't know anything from... about the airflow. So. Okay, so. Yeah. so this, is, this is a concept car. So basically what this is, is the second version of a concept car. So this is going to compete against that Aria, the EV6, the Ionic 5, and the idea is to make a mid-size crossover that is fully electric, and this is Chrysler's version of it. So you talk, you talk about, hey, what's happening with Chrysler? All they do is sell minivans. This is what they're hoping to move the, move the brand on, to have a somewhat sort of near luxury experience in an EV. Again, I think they're coming to the market late. However, you look at the design of the vehicle and the way they're taking, I think Chrysler- Did Ralph do this? Ralph did this, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, and it was done in, in the Auburn Hill studio. Um, they took the UX, which I think is very Let's good in most Jeeps and, and Stellatinus cars, and they've applied it to an electric car, so it doesn't have a screen for the sake of being electric. It actually works like a car on the inside. 
So I'm excited to see what happens with that. This is, I love Jeep as a brand, but I'm a little confused. I don't understand why there's three versions of the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer and yeah. Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee. I just don't, I don't understand, like if you're a customer and you walk in the showroom and you've got like a Grand Cherokee, a Grand yeah. Cherokee L, a Wagoneer, a Wagoneer L, a Grand yeah. Wagoneer, a Grand Wagoneer L. I don't yeah. see the differentiation between these. Well, if they're confusing you and yes. your Mr. TFL truck, then I have no hope of trying to explain it. It just to seems anybody. like they're, they, they've like flooded the market. Let me ask you, like I just recently drove two Jeeps, the, the Wrangler 392 we did a collaboration on, yep. and then the 4xE Grand Cherokee. Are these competitive, like in the market? Are these competitive? Yeah, yeah, they're selling really well. No, no, forget about whether they're selling. Yeah. Do you think that they're competitive against what they're supposed to go up against? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I think. Uh, especially the interiors are like world class. I'm amazed by yeah. the interiors. The outside, I'm not sold on, but the interiors, it doesn't get much better than this in terms of styling, you know, in terms of integration of screens and traditional controls. So before controls. you close the door, Andre, get in there and have, take a look at some of the buttons, show them the buttons in there. That's what I meant by the airflow. So you look at like a Ford Lightning and it's all screen or a Tesla, it's all screen. Chrysler has taken some of this existing UX that they have in Jeeps and, and Dodges and stuff like that, and they've put it into the airflow, or a more, more updated version. Where I've noticed between the different brands, like if it's made in the US, it has a great UX. If it's made in Italy, it's horrible. Well, the new Ferrari one apparently is just horrible. Yeah. Horrible, like yeah. unusable. And that's as close, that's the only intelligent thing I know about a Ferrari. Here's another question you, being the truck expert. Yeah. This or yeah. a Range Rover? Uh, the new Range Rover, okay, that's a tough one. Um, I love the new Range Rover. I'm a big Range Rover guy. Yeah. Uh, I love the minimalist design. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, dude, I would take this because, once again, you know, I, I keep it's hoping. Blow up. I keep hoping they get that, and they never, no, they do. never do. I never, you know, like I, one of the things I want to buy yeah. is an LR4 because now they're old enough that yeah. they're affordable. They're like 20k. Yeah. And then once again, the engines are blowing up. It's the same story. Yeah. 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 And you know, <laughs> yeah. buy it new, hold on to it for three years, and then like get but, it out the door. But. Put aside the reliability, you would consider them in the same league at this point. I think so, yeah, for sure. Okay, so that's the point I was going for. Yeah. That's a huge statement coming yeah. from a guy who knows trucks. I think this is the this uh, is the twenty. This is the twentieth anniversary. This is the four by E version. Yeah. Yep. So, so why don't you uh, explain like this to him? So the four by E, of course, uh, has a two liter, uh, which also has an electric motor, so it gets about. Jeep says 25 miles of all electric range. Yeah. I think it's what? Andre, do you remember the size of batteries? Like 20 kilowatt hours in that range. 17.8. 17 yeah. 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 Uh, and of course, Jeep has gone with blue as their color of electrification. For the 20th anniversary, you get this red uh, interior, red yeah. seat belts. Oh, red seat belts on yeah. a Jeep. Yeah. They should have put that on the, on the 392. You get a little badge on the, uh, on the shifter. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and uh, the one that the one that blew my mind is over there. You can't get to it. It's that blue one. That's the AEV version. And so you take that, and then you put twenty thousand dollars worth of AEV parts on it, and you get up to about well over a hundred thousand. And over a hundred thousand yeah, for a Jeep. First Jeep with thirty sevens. You can see them I from mean, the factory. From the factory. And I think I think the Bronco Raptor Bronco has a lot to do with that, right? They, they do thirty sevens from the factory. No, no, they made Jeep like come out and like you know now it's become this like arms race which is yeah. great for customers how much is a bronco raptor like nine how much are they andre like 80 90 thousand yeah yeah wow andre's better with numbers than i am all right let's let's finish up at bmw okay oh yes bmw yeah oh yeah. we got to show something very chicago okay i'm, a, I'm from i'm a <laughs> what, from a big city the food as well. court yeah <laughs> 
Terrible food here, by the way. <laughs> Just in this convention center, but the food in Chicago is well. Missed meal we, and we can go in this Chicago way. is a missed opportunity. While you're going that way, show them this. I love, I'm from a big city, so forget about the greeny part. I love recycling, and this is amazing recycling. Buy an old subway car or L. an L train. There you go. And look at this. It's a, it is literally, it's a beer stand. I uh, love that. When, when you started, I was like, is he going to say subway or L? And you corrected yourself. I did. I know. I'm, I know where I am, <laughs> even though they have terrible quiche here. And like you were saying, uh, you know, they're filling up the space with driving. Oh, and car clubs, too. And car clubs, yeah. yeah. Some pretty cool. It's, There's a renegade. It's oh, look, it's snowing at Nissan. <laughs> it is snowing at Nissan. Uh, and there's Ford's little driving area. I think Nissan, what do you think? Is Nissan starting to dig itself out of the hole that Carlos no, left them in? They're not. You don't think so, really? No, they're not. I think so. I think with, with you know, the new Z, I think with the new Pathfinder, we the Pathfinder is good again. So I totally agree. With the switch to the nine speed and the design, it's wonderful. The issue is this. It's not that their products are bad. Put aside the Aria. The Aria, I think, is a miss because it's too, it, it's too late and too much money. Everything else is good, competitive, but the problem is the, the market leapfrogged them. They went so much farther ahead of them while they were trying to sort themselves out. So it's literally like going backwards, and then your competition is moving faster at, uh, in front of you. Dude, this could be Camp Jeep. <laughs> I gotta say, Bronco. Well, it's Camp Jeep. Ford and Jeep are like now neck and neck in yeah. terms of their marketing. In terms of. Did you of sell your Bronco? Oh, you sold your Bronco. Yeah. No, no, I'm selling it on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So you gonna you're miss watching, it? Uh, I'm gonna miss it a lot. We were gonna keep it a year, and we kept it a year and a half. Uh, it was a really good car. Yeah. But you know, we don't we don't collect. We're not like you know some of the YouTubers that have the Schmee Museum. Yeah. We don't collect them. We just make videos, then we move them on to a new home. Oh, well, we gotta make money, you gotta yeah, you, pay yeah. for these things. The problem is like, not the problem, the challenge is that you guys out there get bored of the car after about, you know, 10, 15 videos. So, yeah, unfortunately. And if you're wondering, next to us is Subaru, there's a new Crosstrek here, but they don't work with us, so. Yes, both of us. <laughs> so so we, we both have declared a fatwa on Subaru. Well, I, no, I actually did a video saying, let's bury the hatchet, but they never got back to me. Oh, I saw that video. I, I tried. Oh, you, you even got the Russian to uh, to apologize, too. I tried. I thought it, that it was didn't, impressive. It didn't you know work. what? You should send a video of Nathan apologizing. They might like that better. <laughs> I don't think that. He's more of a diplomat than you are. I, I don't think at this point. Yeah, he is much more of a diplomat. <laughs> you, you, you think like like multiple mea culpas will, <laughs> will do the trick. But there's Subarus. There's so many cooler cars out there. Let's start with this real quick, and then we'll move over to the XM. Yeah, so, so BMW has a pretty small, but nevertheless, they're here, which is nice because Which Germans, is surprising, yeah. Like, there's, no, there's no Mercedes here, <coughs> there's no Porsche, there's no Audi, so it's nice to see at least one of the German brands. I so, love the color. This is an M8. It's not new, obviously, but I want to point out a couple of things. Number one, the color, stunning. Normally, I'm not a big fan of black wheels, but the way it works with this color and then some of the trim being black on the car, the diffuser, and then the second thing here that's hugely important, they've put these sports seats from the M3 and M4 into the M8. Now, why is this important? These seats are not, usually when you car manufacture, they buy the seats from a supplier. These are carbon fiber, and they're made in-house at the factory in Munich, and then shipped to wherever yeah, the car is built. I wish they had forgotten to make this bit. I love that bit. <laughs> I get to rest my chrum. <laughs> That bit is not, 
not, not ideal um, for, for men of a certain age. Now, most people complain. <laughs> most people complain they're, they're, they're too stiff. I love them. I think they're magnificent, and I love that they've put them in the top line of the M, and it makes the interior, especially with the suede or Alcantara, whatever they call this, and the two-tone, it is magnificent. You know, it's amazing that they're still building this car because I don't think they sell a lot of them. What do they sell, 500 a year? Exactly, yeah. It's a lot of but money Andre, for take a look, Show them the, the, the details of the color, the two-tone color with a diamond stitch. That's just stunning. <clears throat> All right, now the one I think that's the most interesting yep. is right in front of you. The 7 or the XM? Uh, I think from a luxury point of view, of course, it's the 7. I think from yeah. where BMW going, it's the XM. Yeah. So we can talk about both. So an aside here, uh, we both drove them. We, we have uh, the 760, the 740, and the i7. Show I the doors. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this, this is... Ready for looks, a magic trick? Yeah, show the magic trick. Press, actually, we've got to wait for him to go because the door will think he is uh, an obstruction. Okay, we'll press this button after he moves out of the way. Corvette owner. <laughs> oh, God. Just bury me. No, they think he opened it. But okay, he, so he, can you just no, hang out there? I'm going to do it myself. Okay, there you go. I, I want to make sure I'm not cheating here. Ready? You can't stand in front of the door. That's the way it works. Give me a second here. Can't stand in front of the door. you got to stand behind it, press the button, and the door opens. Oh, and he even moved over. And he moved over. And then show him the cool little... Uh, and then you got the screen here, yeah. which is an Android-based uh, tablet, and it would run the 30-inch screen in the back, and then it runs the, 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 all of the shades. It goes into a theater mode with a 4D system, and then if I want to, I just press this button here, and Andre fouled it up. Press that button there. Maybe you have to be sitting in it. No, I think, well, maybe not. Anyway, that's supposed to oh. close it. That's what happens when you have too much tech in a car. <laughs> You know, when we had the Model X, my, my favorite feature, why don't you open it and show the inside? Go ahead, Andre, give him okay. a look at the inside. What do you think of that, uh, of that crystal uh, little... Uh, <clears throat> so the trim, the yeah. crystal trim that's yeah. lit, that you can change the color, so that can be anything you want. I, um, I have to say, I do like BMW's approach better than Mercedes. Oh, my father. Mercedes has the hyperscreen. Totally, I'm not a big fan totally of the hyperscreen. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to have the hyperscreen, <clears throat> but it's just too much. BMW has spent 20 years perfecting the iDrive system and now I personally believe it is the reference for UX because you have hard controllers as well as all the other bits that people like which is touching the screen and the voice. Now in, in terms of this car, the 7 Series, I don't know how you feel about this, in terms of driving, these run circles around the S-Class in terms of driving dynamics and in the case of the i7, the all-electric so, so, uh, absolutely buries the EQS. Uh, yeah, I don't want to correct you. I haven't driven this. Tommy went to <coughs> test fest, so... He, oh, yeah, it was he, Tommy that was there. He was there. I wasn't yeah. there. But, you need to get one of these and drive it. Let's yeah. see if we can <coughs> stand back. All right, all right, all right. Let's try again. So I oh. had one of these things for like a little over a week, and I fell in love with the whole door thing, especially when it was crazy raining in Los Angeles. And then it's got this thing here. Oh, I like how the uh, crystal... Cool. All right, let's talk about the this. XM. Yeah, the future. Uh, you want me to give of. you the specs on this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so obviously, what I mean by the future is, let's face it, Motorman, sedans. I hate to admit it. They're going away. But you're right. I hate to admit it. Crossovers are the new sedan. Long live the king. I would agree. I know. Yeah. yeah, and this is where we're going. This is the king. Yeah. Or I should say the Koenig. Um, this, it's, it, it doesn't look like it, but this is an X7 in disguise. So what they've done is they've changed the body 
on an X7 platform and come around with me, Andre, they've made it much more, the proportions are just almost cartoonish. I love how like they you look at the, the width of it. It's so, oh, it's it's so well integrated. You need to see the car in person to understand it. So what they've done is they've changed some of the proportions. Like, notice it's got hips, which an X7 doesn't have. Notice it's got this weird hood where the top of the hood almost looks clamshell like an old Jaguar. And then they have this cartoon-esque version of the grille. But because it's an M, this is the only standalone M car that's not an equivalent BMW serial production car. That's why it has the horizontal slats instead of the vertical slats. And then underneath the hood, it has the same engine that's in a X7, so it's got the 4.4 twin turbo V8, but instead of 550 horsepower and 523 pounds of torque, this is a plug-in hybrid, so that 644 horsepower, and there's gonna be a label red version, nothing to do with Bono. Uh, that one's gonna be 735 horsepower. Base price for this is $159,000. 4.10 to 60, you got it all, dude. Now, huge point about this. The car, and Tommy shot this, by the way. Yeah. I did check, he did shoot yeah, this, and I, I shot a tech review on it. Um, the car they showed us in Palm Springs at the test event was gray, kind of this cool gray, and the trim on the side, they come, all of them come with this trim on the side. The trim in the gray car was kind of like this, it was a bronze, and the wheels had the same kind of bronze, 23-inch wheels are fitted as standard. So. What they've done is change the color, and they show this white one, and to be honest with you, it doesn't look good in white. Like, you need a weirdo color for this thing to work. Let's show them the interior. There's a guy in there, but we, we can show them the inside. Actually, come back here, Andre. Yeah. I want to show you something unique about it. Take okay. a look at the headliner. So if you look at the headliner, it looks like it has a sunroof. It turns out none of them will be offered with a sunroof, but what BMW Design did was take that theme that they do with this like hexagonal shaped thing and they've put it as like a decoration almost above your head. And then if you look here, Andre, notice the back seat. It doesn't sit flush with the door. You sit in the car and you actually kind of like a limousine, your shoulder goes behind the C-pillar. Well, there you guys have it. Our uh, quick walk around, which wasn't so quick, of you the, and I are never quick. Of the Chicago yeah. Auto Show. Now, uh, if people want more of Motoman reviews, where do they go? Motoman TV, all one word. Motoman TV, all one word on all the socials, and, on YouTube. And, and, and what you got coming up? What, what videos uh, you Actually, got? tomorrow yeah. is the Grand Highlander Tech Review. And then I, we just had the, um, the Technica, the Lamborghini Technica was last Saturday. I'm so jealous. We, we, get, we, we get like crossovers, SUVs, and trucks. Oh, you know what I got tomorrow? What? Uh, I fly back. Actually, wait, I forgot to tell them. What? I'm doing a run at the, at the auto show. Yeah, you can actually run the auto show. But they give you Sunday an hour morning. Yeah, they that's give you so an cool. Hour, 8 a.m. So we're doing a run around the auto show floor. Then I go home to L.A. And guess what's waiting for me? Oh, you're going to be jealous. I don't know. Give me a hint. That you're standing in the hint. Oh, a BMW. Not just any BMW. An M4 CSL. Uh. They have one. Uh. One. He gets, he gets like all the cool cars. Not, I'm, I'm not. Look, yeah, but you I'm own not, a ranch. Come on. Now. I'm, I'm not disparaging <laughs> our. I would our trade fleet. a ranch for that. <laughs> well, and you, you have. Uh, well, you had uh, Lexus. 
No, okay. You didn't have an electric scooter. Never mind. Not yet. All right. Woo, no. All right. Yeah, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, once again, if you guys want to see all of TFL uh, videos from Auto Show, go to all TFL and check out Motorman TV. Thank you for joining me. I really Gentlemen, appreciate Gentlemen, thank it. you. I yep. always enjoy this. Yep. Had a super fun was, time, especially fun. with Andre now. And I know this is a, not a traditional uh, podcast, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes we mix it up a little bit, and you're always great. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.